Welcome to the Lifting Women Up podcast. This is a podcast for women who are new to lifting weights, who want to upgrade to a stronger, happier, and more confident version of themselves. And I am your host, Nicole Hill, owner of Nicole Hill Coaching. I'm an online fitness coach who helps women to upgrade their bodies and their minds to attain the results that they want to in their health and their wellness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the first episode of the Lifting Women Up podcast, where I am Nicole Hill. I'm your host, hostess, and this is a podcast for women who are new to lifting weights, who want to upgrade to a stronger, happier, and more confident version of themselves. One of the biggest issues I have personally found from training women over the years is not the workout itself or the lifting program itself. That part, when they get into it, will crush it. The issue really becomes how to stay consistent with it, how to build routines around that, and to stay the course. So that is going to be a big part of this podcast. And welcome to episode one. And what I am going to talk about today, I'm going to do just a short introduction of me, a little bit about myself, my journey, and my story, and how I got into this space. What my purpose is, I shared just a little bit about that with you just now. And then I'm going to go through some questions that I have gotten over the years that I hope will help get you started on your journey. With that being said, let's get into this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And I absolutely would love to hear from you. So if you have any comments or feedback or anything at all, or you just want to say hi and let me know you listened, I would love it if you would email me or find me on social media, which I will have the links in the description of how you can find me and connect. So again, hello, welcome to my podcast. One thing that I wanted to really share was I am, (laughs) like I'm sure most people are, recovering or trying to recover from um, really perfectionist procrastination, all of those sort of things. And obviously there are many different reasons for both of those things, but one of the barriers or obstacles that has been holding me back from actually starting this podcast has been wanting it to be perfect, waiting for the perfect moment, recording an episode because I've done, I've done that. I've recorded an episode and have started over and started over and started over and never actually got anything out. So really never took any action. And this is something that happens a lot for women when they're trying to get back into exercising and adding more healthy foods into their diet and really just trying to get back into a healthy lifestyle is You think that everything has to be perfect and that is not life. Nothing is perfect. And I know that you know this, but what I want to do really is share some strategies on how you can start to overcome that and just know that it is going to take time. So 
that is me. I am that person. <laughs> and currently I live in Tampa, Florida. I am originally from New Jersey, a really small town near Philly. So I never really named the town because no one ever seems to know where it is. So right near Philly, I went to college at Temple University. My degree is in kinesiology, which is basically just the study of human movement. And I wanted to be a physical therapist and have gone down a not really completely different track because I still love to help women to get strong. And a lot of times they are dealing with some sort of injury or um, a lot of times, you know, like back issues or aches and pains and things like that. And that's why I love strength training. And that's how I got into it, which I will explain to you in just a moment. So I currently live in Tampa, Florida. And fun fact, my husband and I had never visited Tampa before we moved here. He looked at a map of Florida because we knew we wanted to live in Florida because we were tired of looking out our window and seeing snow, driving through it, shoveling it. And if you live in a cold place like that or up north or really most of the country, you know what I mean, unless you're that type of person who absolutely loves that. And that is not me. I would be happy to never see snow again. <laughs> that's that's where I am. I love the beach and I love the hot weather. Although the longer I live in Florida, the more I enjoy staying indoors during the summer. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, picked, he picked it on the map and said, Tampa looks pretty cool. It's uh, looks to have beautiful beaches and looks like there's plenty of jobs there. So let's move there. And this was in 2014 before everyone else found Tampa as well. <laughs> and we never visited. Well, I, I don't say never. He came down for a job interview. That was our first visit. We put a deposit down on an apartment. And sadly, a few days later, we were not able to get that apartment. So we actually called to a different apartment and we signed the lease over the phone, well, online, and we never saw the apartment until we moved there. Luckily, it was an amazing place. It was beautiful. It was awesome. And we were there until we moved into a house. So Tampa, moving to Tampa was definitely one of the best decisions that we've ever made because my philosophy is why stay in a place where you're unhappy? And I'm not saying that I didn't love being up north because I do, and but I couldn't bear the weather and it was making me not feel the greatest. So I chose to move somewhere that would make me happy and I'm happy every day that I live in, in this town. I absolutely love it. I have two cats, which I never thought I would be a cat owner. They both found us, <laughs> and um, if it weren't for our first cat, uh, we might have more, um, but he doesn't like any other cats, so luckily we were able to find the other two that found us homes, and now we just have two. And like I mentioned earlier, I was originally in school to be a physical therapist, and that did not work out for me. 
And here I am in the fitness field, still helping people do exactly what I want it to do, which the reason I started out in physical therapy was because I had a fantastic experience in physical therapy when I was younger. One of the reasons I'm so passionate about strength training and really teaching women how to do it the right way is that when I first started doing it, I had no instruction. Now, granted, this was back in 2000, and 2000 or 2001, where it really wasn't a big thing, uh, especially for women. So I was playing basketball and they kind of just threw us in the weight room and just said, go lift. And I had been in there a couple times before. My parents had weights, so I messed around with them a little bit, but I got on the leg press on this particular day found out how strong my legs were and decided to keep upping the weight, not knowing there is actually a proper way to do a leg press. And I ended up hurting my back pretty bad. Went to a physical therapist. You know, we did some basic exercises, but I love the atmosphere there. I loved how laid back it was. Now I know that that's not generally the case, but this clinic that I went to was like that. And I absolutely loved it. And the fact that it worked so well for me, it helped me get out of pain. I wanted to help others do the same. And I still do that because most of the clients that I work with are not coming to me without any injuries. I have injuries ranging from you know feet and ankles to lower back, which is a big one, um, shoulder issues, back pain, I think I already mentioned that, tight hips, really all of those things that can cause a lot of discomfort. And that's why I love strength training is because it is something that can help you get out of pain and it can also really bulletproof your body to prevent injuries or at least if you do get injured, making sure that those injuries aren't so severe. And that's why I absolutely love it. Plus, I feel like a badass and I know other women do too when they're lifting weights and they're able to increase their weight and really see how strong they are because a lot of times in our society, the narrative, not the narrative, well, yeah, the narrative and the way that people still speak about women is that we're weak and that is not true at all. I mean, we can fucking have babies, right? I mean, can you... <laughs> Can you imagine something harder than that and the recovery your body has to go through? Also, a disclaimer before I keep going, I love to curse. That is who I am and just want to let you know if that's not your thing, then this might not be the podcast for you, but I wanted to give you a heads up on that. <laughs> so that is my absolute passion is, and that's the reason why I have gotten into this because it helps with so much. And that's going to lead me right into my purpose. And really what I want to do is continue to share my own experience with weightlifting. And I have been doing this now consistently, I would say for about 12 years, lifting weights in a consistent way, not just messing around with them and not knowing what I'm doing and having a good program. But I will talk about that. I want to also talk, talk about how I've been able to change my relationship with exercise in general, because it's not something that used to be a good relationship. It was very, I don't want to use the word bad, but 
it was it was not the greatest and the way that i thought about it and the way that i thought about exercise really hindered me from actually doing it and enjoying it and that's one of the biggest things that i see with my clients is not enjoying it but really because there are a lot of expectations that are in there that may be outdated and things that we need to update from a mindset perspective. So I'm going to be going through my mindset journey as well. And a lot of the issues that I've had along the way, um, you know, since I've been, I've been thinking about really my weight and my health since a very young age, unfortunately, but that's something I also will be going through and sharing with you. And my hope is that you will be able to gain some knowledge in lifting weights and take away some of the fear that goes along with, especially when you're first getting into it, when you are in a, um, whether you're in a gym or you're at home, but a lot of people I work with do go to a gym and it can be really intimidating. And I want to help you get past that roadblock and that obstacle. So you can do something that is so incredibly good for you and something that I know you will enjoy to some extent. <laughs> that is something we'll also be going over too. And I want you to keep an open mind. And I will also share away at the end on how you can share some questions with me so that I can address them. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and get into this self-interview. And again, these are questions that I've gotten over the years, and I think they will be a good start for you, especially if you are just starting your journey or you're just getting into weights for the first time, or maybe it's been a while since you've done it and you want a good starting place. First thing, first question I want to answer is what started your weightlifting journey? I shared a lot. Actually, I shared a big chunk of it earlier. I injured my back. I had just, what was it? It was two, oh, two bulging discs, which really is not a huge deal. A lot of people are dealing with something like that, but my biomechanics um, were really off and how I was moving. Uh, I was young, so I didn't have a lot of core strength. I wasn't doing any exercises in particular to help with that. I was involved in sports, but we didn't really do a lot of um, just strength training in general. So I started off with very basic exercises, and I noticed that my back started to get better. Sadly, I didn't really connect the two until several years later when I actually got into strength training. And the funny thing is, I never even learned how to lift weights in college. Even though my degree is in human movement, I did not learn how to lift weights. I had maybe one class, but the instruction in it was pretty much like, just go ahead and do it. And if you need some help, come and get me. It was a grad student who was teaching it, but that was the extent of it. And there was uh, a lot of cardiovascular um, classes involved. I had to do, you know, a, like a martial arts. And anyways, I'm getting past the point. The point is, is that I didn't have a good base in strength training. So most of what I learned was by reading a lot. 
I started reading a lot of blogs, got onto uh, message boards, things like that. This was back in 2010. So there really wasn't like YouTube was still really new. Video quality was horrible. There wasn't, there weren't really a lot of videos out there. So I had to do a lot of trial and error and figuring out really um, what worked for me and doing it over and over again. And luckily from playing sports, I had pretty decent body movement. I was able to squat properly and do most of those things right, but it took a lot of time to be able to do other things correctly, but that takes practice. So really one of the, actually, I will share this a little bit later. I don't want to get off track, but that's what started me in my weightlifting journey. Um, but fast forward to 2010 was when I actually got into my first program. I had never done a program before. It was always just randomly doing exercises in the weight room, moving from circuit, uh, from machine, the circuit machines and just going through random machines and not even doing that consistently, mostly sticking with cardio. So I never got into a program and I did that for probably, oh gosh, at least five years. And I know that so many other women do the same thing. They tell me like, oh, I just go through the circuit, which there is nothing wrong with that, but there is a way that you can build a program using those machines in a way that's going to help you build muscle. And that is what I help women do is to be able to really figure out what a good program would be for them based off of how they're moving, what their limitations might be, and, you know, including injuries and the gym that they're at, or if they're working out at home, what equipment they have, and how many days a week, all of those factors I take into account. But getting back to getting into a program, if anyone was around and doing weights in 2010, 2011, I started off with Jamie Eason's live trainer. One of the girls at the gym, she actually got me into all of this because she started doing it and we would chat about it. And she's like, Nicole, you should, you should definitely do this. It's really, it's a really good program. So I started doing it. I was working at Lucille Roberts, which is a small women's gym and I was doing it after work. So I got off work at nine o'clock. So I was doing the strength training program, but then I was able to get my husband into it with me. And I will say that was such a huge help was to have a partner to do it with because we woke up, we ate breakfast and drank coffee. And then we ventured to the gym together and we lifted together. And that I think was such a crucial part for me to be able to get consistent. But, um, you know, we don't lift together anymore, but it was a good start for me to be able to, to ease into that. So if you have someone that can be a partner for you, absolutely take advantage of that if you can. If not, there are other things that you can do, but different things work for different people. And I just absolutely loved how lifting weights made me feel. I got through eight weeks of the program and then the last phase got a little nutty. <laughs> it was, it was like all kinds of plyometrics. It was a really long workout. So I was like, okay, 
I'm going to end that because I was not into that kind of stuff. And I started into a different, this was all on bodybuilding.com back in the day when you could get free programs from there. And then um, went into a different program and just kind of went through that. And then I started putting together my own programs based off of what I had learned and, you know, all of the other education that I've done. And I just loved the results that I got from it. So not only the physical results, I love having muscle on my body. I also love being strong. And that means, you know, my husband and I have moved several times. And the fact that I'm able to help him move furniture, and he even will say, like, more recently, we had someone picking up, it was a TheraCycle, it's a very heavy motorized bike. And we needed to lift it up into his truck and he he was definitely in no position to try and lift this thing and so i was gonna help and well i did help and he looked a little nervous for me and my husband's like don't worry she's got this she lifts this kind of stuff all the time and we and we got it up there but being able to do things like that is so incredibly empowering and you know making one trip in with the groceries is awesome too because i like most other people hate making multiple trips i would rather struggle and do it in one <laughs> so um but with the physical there also comes the mental changes as well it really allowed me to be in uncomfortable situations you know lifting weights especially if you're lifting heavy and it's getting towards the end of the set and you know things are burning and it's getting really tough heart rate might be up and you know pushing out those last few reps really builds a lot of mental toughness and it really translates into other areas of your life but also the you know the feeling that i got when i was done i just felt so accomplished i felt i felt strong i felt confident you know, not only did those things come through physically, but mentally, I also felt them. And of course, so in later episodes, I can go through exactly, you know, like what the benefits of strength training are and what you get physiologically. But, um, and there's a bunch of stuff. But as I get older, I'm, I'm now 37. I really think about having strong bones and this probably comes from working in physical therapy in a hospital and seeing so many people come in for hip fractures and that's one of the scariest things is because um, there is increased mortality rates co that comes with having a hip fracture after the age of 60 and there's a big loss in independence and that's not something i want to lose so that's, you know, of course, there's always the vanity perspective. But for me, it really is translating into how do I want to age and what control do I have over that in terms of what I can do. And this is something I want to be proactive about, because it's that important to me. Question number two, what was your biggest fear and how did you overcome this to start lifting weights? I mentioned this earlier. Well, I, I didn't actually. I did mention it, but not about me. It was, I was really nervous going into a gym with so many people doing exercises that I didn't know how to do. And I want to share something. Um, this was probably 
four years, let me say, it was about three years into my weightlifting journey. And I wanted to start deadlifting, like actually deadlifting, not doing deadlifting with dumbbells, but I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to progress to doing sumo deadlifts with a bar. And this was a position that I had watched over and over and over and over again. And, you know, I didn't have any sort of feedback from anyone. So I had to kind of figure it out on my own. But I will tell you, the first time I ever attempted this, I was in a gym and it was like an old school gym too. So I was up on a platform. So every single person in the gym, no matter where they were, no matter where they were at, could see me. And I had, because the weight I was using, I couldn't put 45s on there because they were just regular, um, you know, Olympic plates. They, there weren't rubber ones or anything. So I could get tens, but I had to get steps as well to be able to raise the plates up so I could get underneath the bar. And I proceeded to do my first sumo deadlifts up on that platform where everyone could see me. And yeah, it was really scary when I did it, but I did it and I was able to practice and I got more confident every time I got, every time I went back. And here's the thing, no one was watching me. And if they were, oh, well, who cares? Everyone was in that position before, right? Everyone has to learn and who cares what you look like? You're trying, you have to try these things and be willing to look stupid <laughs> if you want to get better at them. And that can be really difficult for us perfectionist type people, but it is necessary. But that was probably one of my biggest fears is just being in a gym and not looking like I knew what I was doing. And that's probably still one of my fears, but um, it's definitely, it's dampened now and it really, you know, it really isn't there, but it pops up if for some reason I go to a gym that I'm not used to, if I'm using equipment that I am not familiar with, but that's okay to have the fear. That's totally normal. But what you can do to overcome that fear is obviously to take action and to do it. And the more that you do it, the less less fearful it becomes. And third question, which I kind of answered, what benefits as a woman have you noticed with lifting weights? Like I said, I, I love the muscle that I've put on. I, I mean, yes, we're all going to have a vanity, um, <laughs> vanity goal. I'm not going to say everyone, but to some extent, like I want to look good. And I like having muscle on. So that from a physical standpoint, I, I love having that. I love feeling strong. I love being able to pick up heavy things that um, if we're moving or whatever that I don't have an issue with and I'm not, you know, weak and have to ask someone else to do. And if that's the case, if it's too heavy for me, that's completely fine. But from a mental standpoint, like I said, being confident and having that translate into other areas of my life. And one also, one fun fact as well is if you are going through perimenopause or menopause, lifting weights can actually help with insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is thought to be responsible for 
uh, hot flashes that you get during uh, perimenopause and menopause. So lifting weights can actually has been shown to help with insulin resistance and to help you deal with those hot flashes. Um, and then again, just building a strong body with, you know, your strong bones and being able to build a lot of resilience within your body is really powerful. Next question, have you ever hurt yourself? And I talked about this, I, I did, and that's what got me into this fitness journey. But I also have had some times where my ego got the best of me and I lifted way too heavy or maybe didn't have the greatest form and hurt myself. And usually that was my back. Um, I have other stories that I can share in the future, but most of the time um, I remember one actually this happened to me twice and I finally learned my lesson, but loading up too heavy on, on barbell bridges. I was again, fairly new into this journey and I was using my back a lot, even though I was trying not to, but what can end up happening is most of your injuries are going to happen when you have load on you. So if you, I don't want you to get overly focused on form in the beginning because your form isn't going to look even remotely perfect if you're just starting. You have to give your body time to adjust and adapt and um, build new connections so you can do that movement correctly. But the, what you can do is load moderately. So not going super, super heavy to where when you have poor form and then you put weight on top of it, that's where a lot of injuries occur. And for me, that's what happened. I had a lot of weight on there and used my back too much, tweaked it, and that was a huge mistake. Luckily, I was able to go in for a massage and get everything taken care of, essentially. I felt fantastic after that. So here's your <laughs> little sidebar. Um, regular massages are fantastic, and I always recommend them, especially if you're lifting weights. Um, and even if you're not lifting weights, I highly recommend them. They're good for everyone. So definitely be careful. Make sure that your form is as good as you can get it and make sure you're lifting the appropriate weight. That's going to help from getting injured. And remember, lifting weight is going to help prevent injury. So that's, that's another reason why it is really important to, to add in and crucial. How long can you expect to see changes when you start? So this one is, I mean, I, there is no specific answer and this is where it can get frustrating. For, this can get really frustrating for beginners because we want everything yesterday, right? That's the saying. And it can be frustrating when you might hear a coach say, you will probably not see results for, you know, anywhere between six to 12 weeks. That can feel like a lifetime, but if you can, you know, one of the things that we will be going over in greater detail in the future is your mindset. And that is a huge topic. It's, it's not as simple as you might think, but if you can really get into how you're feeling, that is going to be a lot more helpful in the short term because most of the time you are going to feel the positive effects from strength training or from your exercise, I mean, right when you're done, right? You know that 
after you're done a well, if you, you know, think about a cardio session, if you've never lifted weights, you know, you have endorphins that have been released, you feel really good, you know, even though you were just super uncomfortable, maybe going through that that workout when you're done you have that relief and you feel really good usually helps you to sleep better and you're in a better mood and strength training is the same way too and one little tip for you on that in in order to stay consistent a good way to do that is to tune into the the positive feelings that you have from that behavior so when you're done your strength training or even during too, check in with yourself to see how you're feeling. Um, you know, are you feeling really strong? Are you feeling accomplished afterwards? Same thing. Are you feeling accomplished? Are you feeling like very, just very happy and euphoric? And what are you, what are you feeling in those moments? Because what you can do is the next time you have to lift weights and you are finding it to struggle. You can tune in with those feelings and say, okay, here's how I feel right now. Maybe you don't feel great. Maybe you're really tired. Maybe you've had a really rough day at work and you're just feeling mentally exhausted and check in with yourself to see exactly what those feelings are and then connect and, and say to yourself, when I finish, I know that this is going to be a little tough to get myself to the gym or wherever you are doing your workouts. But I know I'm going to feel this way when I'm done. And it will help me with the feelings that I'm having right now, which aren't so great. So I want to go from feeling this way to feeling this way, which I know I will have when I'm done. And sometimes that doesn't work and that's okay, but a lot of times it does, especially, remember, this is a skill to build. So continue to do it over and over and over again. And there are other tools that you can use too. Again, something that we will discuss in the future. And what's the best advice that I can give you as a woman as I go through this new journey? The best piece of advice that I have for you is be kind to yourself. A lot of times when we're starting to go through this or any type of, whether you're going through a weight loss journey or you want to get stronger, whatever your health, fitness, and wellness goal is, um, what usually ends up happening is we don't do something that we set an expectation for or that we think we should be doing. And automatically we begin to berate ourselves and we can be so nasty and mean and definitely not words that we would ever say to a friend, a family member or a child or anyone that we love in our lives, but yet we do it to ourselves. And what research actually shows is when you are being more self-critical to yourself, you actually decrease motivation and you decrease self-control. What ends up happening is going into that state of mind can really bring a lot of stress into your life. And we're going to be talking about stress in the future, but sending you into a spiral of stress when maybe you aren't equipped to handle it the best right now. What that can end up doing is 
making you become more illogical, dealing with really just um, making decisions based on emotion. And think about the Think about the behaviors that tend to happen when you go into your own stress that you're feeling in the day. Everyone has that thing that they do. For me, a lot of times, and this is something that I've worked on for a very long time and has gotten so much better, but is stress eating. It can be a combination of a lot of things. It can be eating. It can be drinking, watching you know, binge watching TV, scrolling on your phone for hours. You know, everyone has their own thing. A lot of times even going and spending money, going shopping, you know, things like that. Think about what you do and do you view those behaviors as helpful for you? Here's the thing. All coping mechanisms are meant exactly as that. They're meant, they are there to help you cope. And that's a good thing. It's, it's not something you need to sit there and shame yourself about. Your body and you, you're searching for a way to cope, and that's a good thing. But what you can do is have additional tools in your toolbox or in your arsenal when you are feeling stressed out to deal with. But my point in bringing this up is going into that very self-critical state can drive you into more of a stressful state. a you know, more of your stressful self, which can then in turn lead to some of these behaviors. The opposite is showing yourself self-compassion. And when you do that, this isn't letting yourself off the hook. And I'll explain that in just a second. Self-compassion is saying it's okay that this happened. And when you do that and you're able to stay in a place of curiosity, instead of going into that self-criticism, staying curious and, and understanding why this happened and what maybe led to this is going to allow you to come up or to discover new awareness that maybe you never knew about before. It allows you to come up with new strategies and, and what you can do next time when this happens. This also allows you to use those tools in your toolbox to be able to cope with what happened. And doesn't that sound better instead of, because remember if you, so for instance, your expectation was to get into the gym four times this week, and maybe you did one time this week and the other three days were really stressful. Don't you think that piling on maybe some of the other stressful things that you're dealing with and throwing self-criticism in in there is not going to help you get to the gym more. It's going to make you get to the gym less. And that's not what we want. We want to figure out why these things are happening. So you can come up with a plan as to what to do next time and why this is happening and bringing those new awarenesses to the forefront of your mind. Okay, so that is what I have for you today. Thank you so, so much for your time. And I hope that you had some takeaways from this episode. And 
I would absolutely love to hear from you. And just a reminder too, the weight room is for everyone. It's not just for men. It is for women as well. You don't need your own special area as well. I see, you know, <laughs> I don't know if those still exist, but I know in a little a lot of gyms will split up areas, but you deserve to be on there. You deserve to be in a squat rack. I don't care if you're just lifting the bar. You deserve to be on a bench press, even if you're lifting the bar. Don't let anyone kick you out of those spaces because I don't care how much weight you're lifting, you deserve to be there. And so, so does the person who is lifting more weight. No one deserves to be there more than the other. And just remember how awesome you are. And when you go through this journey, it's not about changing. Yes, you will change, of course, but it's just an upgrade of yourself. You are amazing the way that you are now, and that's okay that you want to change some things. But think of it as more as an upgrade to yourself right now. I will drop the links about where you can connect with me and thank you for your time and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Lifting Women Up podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you were able to take something away from it. And I have one favor to ask you, actually two. My first favor is if you know someone who would benefit from this message and from listening to this episode, please, please share it with them and spread the knowledge. And number two, I would absolutely love to connect with you, whether that is on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or email. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Hill Coaching. Same thing on Facebook and TikTok. And my email address is Nicole Hill or Nicole at NicoleHillCoaching.com. And I will link those in the show note. And I hope to see you next time. Mm-hmm.